Look, on a more serious note, stop and think for a moment uh, where we'd be if we didn't have organisations like the SES and the CFS, for example. Imagine the cost, the bureaucracy. It's an absolutely terrifying thought, isn't it? Luckily, that's not an issue, uh, largely because of the wonderful volunteers that are the backbone of our emergency services. Rachel uh, Rowett and uh, Dave O'Shaughnessy are with me in the studio at the moment, and they're with the training team from the SES, the State Emergency Services. How are you, team? Well, thank you. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Not worth even considering, is it, what this place would be like, what our country would be like without organisations like the State Emergency Service? Absolutely. And look, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to showcase the amazing work our volunteers do. Um, you know, it is, it is an amazing effort that they are out there working in the communities. How many volunteers do you actually have, uh, uh, you know, overall? Because, it, because this is a statewide organisation, isn't it? It's not just uh, uh, Adelaide-based. That's right. Yeah, so there's around 1,500 volunteers. They go as far west as the Nullarbor, yep. right through to Mount Gambier in the south, um, Border Town in the east, and Cooper PD and Andamooka in the north. So 1,500, yep. and they're all volunteers. Yeah, they're This all is what we need to remember. Yeah. This is a volunteer organisation. It's just amazing, isn't it? Uh, has it has it grown, the membership grown over the years? Well, it's grown, and obviously with significant events, we do get additional volunteers and sometimes our volunteers will also drop off because they are exhausted with the yeah. amount of work that they're having to do during really short periods of time. Mm -hmm. How do you cope with that? Uh, because some of the things these volunteers see, and the same, same applies for the CFS, some of the accidents and, and, and call-outs they have are pretty horrific. Mm. Yeah, well, we have some wonderful programs that we offer to our volunteers to support them through those um, difficult events. So we, we're certainly um, looking at um, well-being, their mental health and stress prevention. So we do have a lot of programs that they mm. can um, access if they are in a situation where they do need some extra support. Mm. So more than happy to help our volunteers. And how does it work, Dave? Am I, if I'm a volunteer, am I rostered on for a certain period of time? Do I know that I'm likely to get a call? Look, every unit does things a little bit differently right. in that respect, but most people will find um, they carry a pager and when that goes off, they decide whether they're available to help or not. Okay. Um, mm. Volunteers still have their jobs, still have family, so around that we'd ask that they come out and, and give a hand when needed. So um, some units will roster you on, but emergencies can happen 24-7. Mm. So mm. Um, a lot of our ladies and gentlemen will jump out of bed at 3 o'clock in the morning in the pouring rain howling wind and just be happy to be out there and helping. Mm -hmm. That's a really important point too that we should stress. Uh, your volunteers do normally have full-time jobs. They do. We need to recognise the employers, allowing them to actually clock off yeah. on the employer's time sometime and go out and attend a call-out. Mm. Yeah, and, and not only the employers but the family members. Yeah. Um, yep, often true. it's dinner time or it's, you know, on the weekend when they could be, you know, as simple as mowing the lawn or helping take care of the kids and... They do drop and run and the families, um, the spouses and the kids do take a lot on it. And what we're seeing is a lot more family orientation within the units and the volunteers and recognising that. So that's a really big part of it as well. Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine there'd be lots of uh, sons and daughters that are actually teamed up with, with mum and dad yep, as volunteers. quite a few. Runs yeah. in the family. Yeah, lots yeah. of um, husband and wives. Yeah, plenty mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. uh, is there more of a problem recruiting uh, volunteers in uh, regional areas than uh, metropolitan areas? Have you noticed a, a change there? I would say so. We are going through a recruitment drive yep, yep. Um, at the moment, just trying to recruit, and we are focusing on certain certain regional areas. Um, so, well, I would say that some there are and some there's not. I guess it just depends on the population, mm, the mm. ageing population as well. Yeah. Um, mm. 
Yeah, every area will have some sort of challenge, but we're seeing a lot of people come to the front and really step up when we need it. So, mm. uh, as, I, as I said at the beginning, where would we be without volunteers, not just SES, but volunteers full stop yeah, throughout uh, all of our society. But the, what makes uh, the SES and the CFS particularly stand out is the amount of trauma they can actually go and attend mm. to and have to go home and then cope with that later. But as you say, you've got programs yes. underway. What's the most common call out? We tend to deal a lot with storm and flood, yeah. so um, a lot of downed trees um, and a lot of flood-related tasks would probably be the most common, but that only talks to a certain percentage of our units. As you go further regional, probably the things like the rescues and the car accidents would be their most common. So um, a unit based in Adelaide would have a different most common job to a unit um, such as Mount Gambier or Yucuba yeah. Pedis. So, mm. um, yeah, I guess statewide, our most common one is related to storm, but yeah, every, mm. every unit does it differently. Mm. And also, quite often, you might get called out by the police to help with a search or, or something like that, mightn't you? Yeah, yeah you often it's... see lines of uh, SES uh, uniforms. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah involved mm. in searches, mm. yes, and uh, supporting the, the CFS mm. as well. Now, um, ahead of this uh, chat, i got a, a lovely... As I reach for it, a great book, In Times of Need, a, a great hardback book, The Story of South Australia's State Emergency Service. It's a great collection of, of uh, photos and stories and the history of the SES. Can you take us back to, to, to when it began? Uh, around about 50 years, isn't yeah, it? Yes, so about 50 years, and um, I guess back then... Um, we would have been known as the Civil Defence, so it was quite a, a long time ago in the early 1960s. And since then, we've um, over 50 years, we've morphed into a highly skilled and dedicate, dedicated group of volunteers. And obviously, they're very well trained, um, responsive, and provide and a very effective emergency services uh, to to playing a key role um, mm. out there to ensure all South Australians are safe. Now, you guys, you, you two uh, actually run the, the, the training part of uh, the SES uh, outfit. That's that right. must be incredibly, incredibly challenging to keep everyone up to date with uh, with the latest developments in this area. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And we use our volunteers as well as um, trainers and assessors as well as, as staff. So there is a, a great group of people who are helping us in, in training our volunteers. Um, a lot of our courses are also nationally accredited, so they are also receiving um, partial qualifications as well. So we're making sure that those schools are at the highest standards nationally, um, which allows us to... Uh, use those schools nationally should mm. should they need to. Mm. Yes, because it's not unusual for you to actually get the call from interstate, to is it? Deployed. Uh, to, yeah, mm. deployed to interstate or even overseas in some cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what about uh, one of the advantages we don't hear a great deal about is uh, the comradeship. You actually can make some really good friends for life by being being involved in an organisation like this, can't you, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I joined the SES when I was 17 as a volunteer um, and some of my best friends are definitely from the SES. Um, I know a lot of people that have met their spouse through SES, mm. um, but, yeah, it is a really good place to just go and meet some new people. Um, and like I said before, it's really good for your family as well. So the kiddies can come along and, and have a bit of a play there as well when the time's right. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There's definitely a lot of camaraderie at SES. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine uh, there'd be friendships there that would never break because you've mm. seen so much together. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. They do. Mm. They work well. And the teams that have been working together for a while, they're very cohesive. Mm. And obviously they've got, they need that comrade, that that you know, camaraderie to yeah. um, get through some of those difficult times and talk, maybe talk about those situations together because the families might not necessarily understand 
what they've been going through. So to use the people, I guess, that understand yeah, absolutely. it. absolutely, yeah, on the same page. Mm. Now, Dave joined up at 17. What about you? Well, no, I, I have, I've been, I'm very new to the SES, so um, I've come in. You're a late starter. I, I'm a, yeah, late bloomer. <laughs> um, so I've come in, I guess, in a different capacity to help in the training mm. side of things. So, uh, yeah, not, not, not quite as, as good as what Dave's. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, there you go, Dave. We'll send you a recording of that later so you can use that. Um, uh, we're, we're talking to uh, Rachel Rowett and Dave O'Shaughnessy, uh, part of the uh, training team with the SES. If you've got a story you'd like to share with us about uh, your involvement with the State Emergency Service, either as a volunteer or uh, a uh, someone who actually made a call out sometime, give us a call. We'd love to hear your, your stories. 8223 0000. AFL legend Lee Matthews joins Rowie and Beeks on the 5AA Sports Show. Wednesday afternoons at 4.30. Thanks to the Williston Hotel in Williston. Thursday nights, $10 steak, chips, veg and ice cream. Conditions apply. This week's Fresh Market Update is brought to you by Woolworths. G'day, Paul Turner here, Head of Produce for Woolworths. Well, it's the peak of Australian strawberry season. So this week, I'm on the farms to get the latest news. So far, we've had perfect winter weather for growing strawberries. The cool nights are producing nice big berries. The warm days are helping to make them super sweet. And we should see a good supply from the growing regions right through until October. That's this week's Woolworths Fresh Market Update. Hi, hey. I just heard about your new Optus prepaid epic data plan. Yep. So how epic is it? Right, okay. <clears throat> Five gigs of anytime data on every $30 recharge, making every day epic. Wait, five gigs with every $30 recharge? Uh, plus, up to 10 extra gigs to stream on Netflix, Stan or ABC iView. Epic! Oh no, even this bit's epic. For use in all within 28 days, positive my data balance and subscriptions required. More info on optus.com.au slash prepaid. Guess what? If you're a South Australian member of the 50 Up Club, you could be saving money with the latest energy offer from Atlanta Energy. Simply make the switch to Atlanta Energy at 50upclub.com and you'll get a discount of 28% off your electricity usage charges when you pay on time and in full. Rates are based on Atlanta Energy's published standing tariffs, which are subject to change. There are flexible payment options available and no exit fees or lock-in contracts. Now, that's a discount of 28% off your electricity usage charges when you pay on time and in full. So what are you waiting for? Do you want to do what other 50 Up Club members are doing? Make the switch to Atlanta Energy and see if you can save on your energy costs at 50upclub.com. It's free to join, so do so now. 50upclub.com. Have you been thinking about the lifestyle benefits of a retirement village but wish there was another way to pay? Well, now you can because at Lendlease we know that no two people are the same. We now offer four different payment options a prepaid plan, a refundable contribution, a deferred management fee, or at selected service departments you can even pay as you go. It's all about options that work for your lifestyle and your budget. Visit chooseyourway.com.au or call us on 1800 550 550 to find out more. These options are available at selected Lendlease villages and are subject to availability. It's it's double, double dollars, dollars day day. SA Lotteries brings you Cross Lotto's Double Dollars Day. Win in Division 2 to 6 and win double the cash. Play in store, online or on the lot app. Gamble responsibly. Chance of winning is 1 in 8.15 million. The magic of film and theatre collide in the theatrical spectacular North by Northwest. The box office smash hit that has delighted critics and audiences in Melbourne, the UK and Toronto is coming to Adelaide. 
hailed as brilliantly reimagined, don't miss Hitchcock's supreme comedy of suspense live on stage at the Adelaide Festival Centre. Playing for a strictly limited season from 29 December, these tickets will not last. Book now at Bass. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Welcome back. It's 14 minutes away from two. We have Rachel Rowett and David O'Shaughnessy from uh, the SES with us. They're in charge of uh, training at the SES and we're going to have a bit of a bit more of a chat there. And we're also asking for more volunteers to join the SES because we can never have too many. Just a bit of an update here, though, uh, in response to the last worst song ever which was, of course, the Crows song that was nominated. Port Power Club song is by far the worst ever after the Crows theme. That's from David at Henley Beach. There you go. Don't say I'm not fair. And, um, Rachel, what's your worst? Well, mine is the Proclaimers. Oh, uh, yes. Why? Oh, I don't know. It just drives me crazy okay. every time I hear it. Stand by. <laughs> Screwing up her face. <laughs> there you go. Let's put a oh, smile on your face. You so not, much. not. <laughs> um, listen, if you've got any comments uh, or uh, uh, questions for the team about the state emergency service, give us a call eight double two three double o double o. It's an amazing organisation. One hundred one thousand five hundred volunteers based in sixty seven units right throughout South Australia, responding to about uh, well between eight and ten thousand call outs for assistance every single year. Not a bad organisation to be involved in, uh, and uh, lots of satisfaction. And that's what you want to talk about. Your training. Uh, you're asking for more volunteers, as I just said. Yes. What sort of training can I uh, expect if I if I join as a rookie? Because I would be a rookie if I joined up. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of basic skills you can take away from joining the SES. So yep. a simple thing like your first aid qualification you could receive through us. Um, basic knots skills with rope work. Um, things like using generators and small engines. Mm-hmm. Um, chainsaw operations is another one. So there's a lot of people who take on chainsaw operations. Uh, land search to assist the police. There are a lot of the basic skills. Um, as you start to progress through and depending on the area of risk, uh, vertical rescue, confined space rescue, marine rescue, yep. swift okay. water rescue, uh, the list goes on depending on, on where you locate yourself. Yeah, okay, particularly in the regions, yes. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. The cliff, cliff side uh, is a really interesting case. I'm up in the Flinders, for example. I'd need to be able to climb cliffs and down down the coast as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a few rescues there recently. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Um, is there uh, are there any limitations on who can uh, actually volunteer, Rachel? No, no, absolutely not. No, we're, we're happy for um, for those who have that passion to help their communities to to give us a call, and obviously, um, we're ha- we'll have a, a chat with them to see mm-hmm. about where and what they're interested in. Um, so we are looking at you know flexible volunteering and trying to get some uh, additional resources into our units to support them. So yeah, absolutely happy to have a chat with with anyone who's interested in. And I'd in imagine being you'd, you'd have to also keep ahead or keep up with. Uh, um, you know, technology and so forth. Drones, for example. Yes. I mean, you can't turn on the television these days without seeing a drone uh, uh, right. cruising around the place or yes. filming something.
something, yes. I, I'm assuming you guys will be using them more and more. Absolutely. So we've just uh, started with the um, remotely piloted aircraft. So we've just started in that space. We've just had nine SES members go through the Certificate 3 in Aviation course, and that actually equipped equips them with the licence for the remote um, pilot aircraft and gives them the skills and knowledge to operate it safely, so within the confined spaces of of their licence. So it gives us opportunities, I guess, to look at... um, investigations and damage assessments so Mm. we can actually send Mm. the drones off to do that through structures and landscaping um, searching so helping with searches dropping life-saving objects to victims as well so we're looking at a whole bunch of different uh, capabilities for the drones and how that can support us so we've just started in that space we've got a long way to go but we're actually really excited to be able to uh, get our volunteers trained in that space Mm. and we've sent those drones out to the different regions to um, to support those regions. Oh, that'll be a huge advantage, won't they? Getting that aerial view and mm. being able to get in places where, uh, where, we, where can't. we can't. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, so, you know, that that can attract a whole new range of people who might be interested too, uh, can't yes. it, Dave? Yeah, look, there's a role for everyone in SES, yeah. um, from your high-end rescue right through to just assisting in something like an operations room on the end of the radio. Um some of our best members are the ones who don't necessarily get out in the trucks, yeah. but they assist mm. in the background, mm. and those people, like all our volunteers, are invaluable. So there's there's certainly a role for everyone, and I've definitely seen that. So, mm. do you miss being out in the road? Do you get out in the road much? No, I don't anymore. Um, work and family commitments have seen me take a bit of a step back, but I I pretty much miss it every time do a you? storm whips up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time a storm whips up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you can yeah. see the excitement yeah. happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you're a good man with a chainsaw, obviously. Those fallen trees. Yeah, I do enjoy a chainsaw, actually. <laughs> I do too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is, yeah, anyway, we won't go there. We'll talk about that later. Um, now, uh, you've currently got a campaign going involving uh, a response line, 132500. Is that a new number? Uh, it's not a new number. It's um, actually the number you can get SES on across Australia. So. Oh, it's a national number? It is, yes. Okay, yep. righto. So uh, is that the one, is that the go-to number from now on? Yeah, so we'd ask people to call 132500 if they have a storm or flood emergency. Mm. Um, But if it's ever life-threatening, they need to stick with triple zero. Yeah. So um, we'd certainly stress that. I guess the campaign you mentioned about 132500 is just asking people to consider if the job or the call-out they're ringing us for is actually an emergency. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost half of the call-outs we've had recently have been for non-emergencies. No, that's what I was going to get to, yeah. What is an emergency? How do I actually decide whether you guys are the go-to people? So I guess you you may have seen some of the ads, but mm. if there is a tree in your living room or mm. laying on your bed, then obviously we consider that an yep. emergency. But if it's if there is a tree that's fallen um, and it's not blocking anything, or if there's no issue Just there, in your backyard. Then Mm. Then just go, you know, go to our website, and there's information there on to on on what exactly you need to do. But mm. uh, yeah, so we're trying to, I guess, uh, define what is an emergency by if there is an issue, um, if there's water falling through into your lounge room, um, then obviously you need to call the one three two five hundred number. So that is uh, an emergency. That's considered an emergency if yep. you're simply your gutters are blocked, on well, your you know I- your spouts are blocked. If the, and, and the water is coming inside, I can ring you. If there's water entering your property, mm-hmm. um, SES volunteers would more than likely come out and assist yeah. you with that. We do prioritise jobs yeah. on an urgency mm-hmm. basis. So if there's more urgent jobs, we may not be there as quickly as others, mm-hmm. but we will more than likely come to that. A lot of the time a volunteer 
who receives the call will probably give the homeowner a call to determine exactly what is happening and see if they right. can't give the homeowner some advice mm-hmm. to make the problem go away yeah. without us having to attend it because it's much mm-hmm. quicker and we're asking the community to be more resilient when it comes to these emergencies. But, but yes, if water's entering the property, more than likely we'd be happy to help. But what we'd ask people is prior to any storm event or just in their day-to-day is to consider cleaning up their property. So yeah. that's right. on yeah. a day like today where the weather's fine is a great opportunity to clean up. It assists you right throughout the year. There's no time of year where there's storms are more prevalent than others we've seen. So all it takes is one short downpour with mm. block gutters and water mm. will enter your property. That's a really good point, isn't it? Uh, I think we do tend to get a little bit lazy sometimes and uh, think, oh, you know, it won't happen to me, but then when it does, we panic yes. and we expect everyone to come running. Well, yes. you know, really, you should have cleaned those gutters out, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah. And, and when it is a really busy, you know, storm, um, then you might have to wait, unfortunately, mm. because we only have mm. a limited number of volunteers and they're going to be going to those um, events, I guess, that are priorities. So, mm. you know, I guess that's what we're trying to do is say, look, is it an emergency? Is there something that maybe you could do? Um, and then we'll get there as soon as we can. Yeah, just simple things like, uh, you know, is that branch hanging over your back veranda or your family room, should you take it down yes. before the storm brings yes, it down? It's absolutely. pretty common sense, isn't it, a lot of absolutely. it? Absolutely. Um, and there is some data coming out uh, later this week to say that we are uh, expecting more and more um, sharp, very vicious, short-term storm uh, fronts coming through. Mm. Not so much, uh, you know, torrential rains for for days and days, but a lot of, uh, you know, really strong storms coming through on a, on, a, on an ad hoc basis. That seems to be the the, the trend to do with yeah. climate change as well. Yes. So again, that points to the fact that we need to do uh, do what we can. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, look. If I want to volunteer, um, who do? Wh- wh- how do I go about it? What's uh, What's the number and uh, the website? So the number, of course, you. Ask me that. And yes, I've got and to I'm trying find to find it, it too. So the SES, oh, the SES recruitment line. I've got oh, it. There Have you we found go. it? Yes. One three hundred three six four. Five eight seven. That's correct. That's, we, we tally. Okay. Yes, yes, I agree with that one. Or our website, ses.sa.gov.au. So the number again, if you're interested in uh, you know signing up and doing some work. Now, what is the commitment do I have to make? Is there a minimum commitment? Look, I wouldn't say that there's a set minimum commitment. No, okay. Um, again, because of the different risks and in different communities, um, each unit will train differently and respond differently. Right, okay. So we just ask for a commitment to training. Yep. Um, so, you know, attending regular training, maintaining your skills and improving your skills. And then when the, the call does come through for help, to, to do what you can to attend. Mm-hmm. So you may not be at every call out, mm-hmm. but as long as you're coming to summit and helping your community and giving back, um, that's all we'd ask. Fantastic. All right. Well, that uh, that's good advice. Yeah. There's no. You know, I don't have to sign up to be on 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 duty twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. No, not at no, all. No, absolutely. The uh, the SES, SES recruitment line one three hundred three six four five eight seven. That's one three hundred three six four five eight seven. And the website is ses dot gov dot au. Thanks very much. Good to see you. Keep up the great work. Where would we be without uh, you guys? And uh, good luck uh, with the, the new uh, training initiatives as well. Let's hope we get a few more members signing up. Absolutely. Well, good thank, thank you so much. Thanks, Alan. My pleasure. Good to meet you and uh, keep up the good work, as I said. All right, stay with us after the break. Dr. Derek McDonald.